Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. All right, we reorganized here. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And this week, we have a guest that I... Totally just realized that we never actually got any information for. Yeah. Because we didn't <laughs> ask her if she has a cosplay name or anything. I completely fucking forgot. Well, now's your opportunity. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Well, we have Jenna with what was what's your cosplay name, Jenna? I go by Creme Brulee cosplay, but I'm also Jenna. It's not really a separate personality. No, <laughs> yeah, but one oh. of them is attached to your shop on Etsy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Everything on the internet is creme brulee in some form of another. But if you do want to buy stuff for me, there is Atelier Creme Brulee on Etsy or Worry Owl. Cute. But I'm not here to make money off of you guys this time. <laughs> But we'll this still time, link yes. you in the description. Ah, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So, uh, Robert, would you like to do the intro for her? Hmm? I guess <laughs> I could. I mean, why not? I'm completely screwed up on direction anyway. So, God's Jenna, deep. Miss Creme Brulee Cosplay, uh, it's time to go and have some very serious questions for you. Uh, you must answer them in the order that they are asked, and if you fail to go and do this, you will be dropped into a pe- or into a pit of rabid honey badgers. Are you ready? Sure. What was your first cosplay? What was your first convention? What got you into cosplay? And do you have a preferred cosplay style? That was fast. I hope exactly. I the one that agreed to the terms. Okay. Um. First cosplay, if you want to get real technical, was Sailor Moon when I was, like, seven-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I tried to make was D. Grayman's Alan Walker, and that was bad. And the first one I actually made was Simon from Grand Lagrange. First convention was Sakura-Con, a whole... 10 years, 11 years ago. And I, I hear the honey badgers coming. Come uh, on, you can do this. I don't know what got me in the cosplay other than it happened and it sucked my soul and all my money out of my wallet ever since. And I wouldn't have it either way. But I got into anime manga when I was like, Middle school, ended up taking Japanese at my college, meet at my high middle school, and then college, and then I lived there, and cosplay there, and it's just life. And I, hmm, I like cosplaying. Things that are really complicated and adorable. I kind of 
gender fluid in that I do boys and girls. And I like to do a lot of beading on my costumes because I kind of hate myself sometimes because I like to make <laughs> it complicated. Do I win? Yep. 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 No, you, you have survived. The honey badgers do not get to eat again this week. Which is a shame because I'm pretty sure they're all dead. Ah, they'll yeah, nibble on cold a little bit. That's animal sure. cruelty. No, it's they'll not. nibble on coal a little bit. This nibble. is the void. There's no rules here. <laughs> Nibbling on coal. Moving on. Um, it, does your first cosplay still exist? Um, no. It got sacrificed. Got sacrificed to the cosplay gods. All right. What method of sacrifice? We, we, the, this, this is an interesting one. This is the first legitimate sacrifice that we've had here. Was we've it committed had, by uh, flame, buried, um, eaten? Um, washing machine. Don't forget about washing machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it got smashed into a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, so it's committed to Oscar the Grouch. Sacrifice oh, no. that great god. Okay, gotcha. I don't want to hear the name of that monster ever again. <laughs> There's also for those that, great... for those that are very confused, Robert decided to uh, <laughs> decided to uh, put up a random video before we got now. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. and it's linked in the description. No, it's not. Oh no! <laughs> nice. Don't watch nice. it. So, shall we move on? <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think we're in good shape. Welcome, Jana. Hope you survive the rest of this ride. I hope so, too. So, shall I begin uh, with upcoming conventions? Like you have oh, to sure. ask. You're driving this You're driving this monster truck limousine with a hot tub in the back. Go and command the room. I ask again, when did it become a... a, a... A freaking monster truck. Anyway. Back in in episode 24, Stone Zombies. No, I could have sworn we just turned it into a a, um, a 4x4. No, no, it is is a monster truck call. Yeah. Is the monster truck not a 4x4? No. Keep your eyes on the road. What road? (laughs) Yeah, we haven't had the forethought to put roads in here yet. Cool. But why, anyways, why is, go, why is a monster truck not a four by four? I'm not saying it's not a. Four, never mind. Uh, I thought it was just like an extra large SUV. Is all I thought it was. Nah, that's a monster truck, boy. Yeah. All right, whatever. So, starting out with conventions for this coming weekend, uh, well, you, September first. You're, you're tired, Cole. You need some coffee. No, I ha- no, good? I've had coffee. Good? Thank you very much. You, you, no, I yawned halfway through that. Is it, anyways, was it decaf. Well, no, I don't just, ever drink decaf. I'll never touch oh, that crap. Yeah. Oh, there you Anyways, go, moving on. It's decaf. You hear that, people? Shut up, you. <laughs> now, moving on for conventions be that are nice. coming up this weekend. I could be I could be mean to him. I've known him for 20 years. Um, oh, he can so be mean to me. It's his birthday. Be nice. Hey, it's me on birthday. my birthday. We're recording this on my birthday. Yeah, he's bitched me out on my birthday, so I'm allowed to do the same thing. Oh, no, you won't win, Cole. Keep going. Why, why are you stopping? Keep going. 
Because you keep interrupting me. So no, anyway, no, conventions that are coming up for this week from the 1st to the 5th. We have, first off, Alcon in Leicester, UK. I've actually attended this one <laughs> a couple oh. of years ago. Uh, Fan Expo Canada in Toronto, Ontario. Anime California in Long Beach, California. Metacon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Nandetsukan in Denver, Colorado. Sak Anime in Sacramento, California. Uh, San Japan in San Antonio, Texas. Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. And Saboten Con in Phoenix, Arizona. And then moving on to comic conventions. We have the Salt Lake Comic Con in Salt Lake City, Utah. Metacon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I think I just mentioned that one a moment ago, didn't I? Uh, yes, I did. And we and that should be it. If you are, of course, attending any of these conventions this weekend, make sure you are, you be safe, have fun, and, of course, as always, follow the 10 rules of con. Robert? Thank you very much for that, Cole. All so right, what, what are moving we to on. What? Yeah, cause, what, so what are we supposed to talk about? This is a whole big secret for you. Yes, yes, yes. So we're going and moving on to the evening subject. And this is a very important one. As you guys heard, it's Tyler's birthday on the day of this recording. And I think a lot of people know exactly what that means. No, I don't. Hookers and blow. Well, that's later. That's later. We, we, can't, oh, okay. we can't go and admit to that. It's, it's, okay. Okay. it's illegal in some places uh, that this podcast goes in air. So we can't uh, talk about uh, that uh, while we're recording uh, the podcast. That would be very well, bad. Well, we yeah. talked about hookers two okay. weeks ago. Hmm? Think of the children. We literally talked about hookers two weeks ago. Did we? Did yeah, we? remember the pimp? The pimp? Well, that wasn't well, us pimping. pimping. That was, that was someone news. else. Well, oh, that was got in trouble for that. Oh, good new, point. That was news. Yeah, cool. that, that wasn't oh, us. That was news. I think. Cool. That was news. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. Where, where were you guys during the Grand Brony Gala? <laughs> Cole, where were you? At home. A long, long distance away. <laughs> who, who was there to prove it? Were you there by yourself? Were you there with others? My roommates. Ah, would they vouch for you? Knowing them, probably not. Oh, oh, oh. But I'm not a brony, so oh. I wouldn't ever go anywhere close to that convention. So you say. You're the brony. So you say. Now, Tyler's a Pegasister. Get it right. Oh, no. <laughs> Moving happy on. Birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Tyler. Yo, dog. What was that, Cole? Cole. 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 Called you an old fart. That's what I called you. Oh, Cole. Taskmaster. Yep. Anyways. Anyways. Anyhow. So, because it's Tyler's birthday, that means that there's only one thing that we can go and do in this situation. Ignore it. Throw away our entire plan for the podcast and go and host The Roast! Of Tyler, I can't pronounce your last name. Let's bring out our host, <laughs> Cole. I can't pronounce his last name either. Yay! Well, considering I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> do you ever? hey <laughs> To a point I do, but never not today, apparently. Oh. Must be like every other day. 
You're not much better. Keep going, Cole. Come on. <laughs> yes, what am I supposed to say? Uh, words? I don't know. You can sing a little song, do a little dance, get down tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh, get down tonight. Oh, God. All right. Let's well, see. Apparently- like I mentioned before, I've known you, Tyler, for coming on 20 years, which is terrifying. <laughs> Considering all the crap that we've seen. And, okay. and, all, and all the crap that you put on put on and blame me for. Um, I'm trying to think of what's something that was actually funny with you. I'm trying to remember now. So yeah, I don't have any. you guys meet when you were like, what, 25? <laughs> no, we are 25. He's 26 now. Yeah. I met him when I was seven. Probably, maybe. Yeah. How did you meet? Kindergarten. Did he ride a moose to school? (sighs) No, it was a bear. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, But no, we've never, ever ridden a moose. Those things are mean. Well, you could probably calm him down with some maple syrup. Oh, for fuck's sake. Wow, Jana is doing a better job of roasting you than you are roasting Tyler. It's like you didn't even prepare for this. It's not like you ever fucking told me. <laughs> it's because I'm Canadian. Who would tell you anything, Cole? Come on, let's go. What do we else? What else? What are we doing? What's 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 the things? I don't even <laughs> freaking know. But in any case, though, the only I don't know why I keep coming back to this one freaking moment, just because I know your hair is freaking stupid when you don't take care of it. Oh, uh, um, I know you're talking about. Yeah. The fact is that with you in particular, like, you currently <laughs> have a mohawk. I don't even know what freaking color it is right now. Uh, it's faded purple, so I guess like a like a fuchsia, maybe. A light fuchsia. Light. A lightish red. Well, magenta? yeah, because you... Mag- no, it's lighter than magenta. Pastel magenta. <laughs> maybe. But in any case, though, the main thing that I remember, this was grade nine, I'm pretty sure, because grade nine was the, actually the first time in actually like six years that we actually went to school together. Because what year did you you leave, you move? I'm trying to remember. I it was like, was like grade, grade two. two. Yes. Yeah, like grade two, you left and did, but we still stayed friends because we had mutual friends. Mm. Oh, boy. And then we ended up going to the same high school. Even so, Kate, keep on with your story, Cole. But in any case, um, <laughs> the main—I remember this. We were both band nerds, and you were percussion, sitting in the very, very back in the highest per- platform in class. Mm. I always found that play that place interesting. It was literally risers in a classroom. Yes, because it, it was the band. But it was also extremely awkward because, like, because you had to try and balance your way up past about half a dozen things to get to your seat. That's why you're walking from the side. Yeah. Not not but, through the chairs. You go from the side aisle the way you're always supposed to go. But hey, go on. Whatever. Um, but any from there, though, I always 
it was like I think it was either the first or maybe even the second class for band. I'm trying to remember. We were just starting to warm up or something like that, and you were. And I think the teacher we had was McBride. She was doing roll call, and she was going over the every once in a person, every, every single person. She looked at the back and. Back in those days, and I don't even think you still do it now, but you used to wear a toque all the time. Yeah, during winter, I wear a toque all the time. Yeah, like it's cold out because we're in. Yeah, Canada. early. It was like it was like middle of middle, middle of, of fall. Winter. Yeah, it no, no, no. You've let you've you've worn it in fall as well. When it gets cold out. Yeah, I remember you wearing that. I think I don't remember what time of year it was, but it was probably end of. It was like middle of fall or early winter. It would have been early, yeah, late fall. Yeah, probably late fall then. So it was probably not the first class. It would have been, been at least a month or so. Yep. And the teacher was doing roll call, and she looks up, looks at you, is like, Tyler, take that toque off. Can't wear hats in school. In class. And you took it, and you're like, fine, and you took it off. And back then, you didn't have a Mohawk, so your hair just went, that's some sound effects, Cole. We can't see your hands. I know what your hands are doing, but we can't see them. Well, you went, your hair essentially went poof and went <laughs> into an afro. Uh, and then, like, there was about a tick, uh, like, two or three seconds of silence before McBride's like, put the toque back on. <laughs> mm, yep. <clears throat> Good times. I, for some reason, that's the only funny story I can remember because everybody in the classroom erupted laughing at that. Yeah, that's your only funny story. When it comes to you. Ah, uh, okay. Because I uh, can't. Re- other than the fact that it was technically my idea to come to the to go to soccer camp for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I only knew you guys at soccer con, and it was actually at. Your chest when you were doing the Power Rangers for I think the first time, and I just yeah, remember was... Ty taking off his like helmet thing, and I'm like, "Wow, that's a sweet mohawk." Ah, oh, nice. That was that's that's what I wanted because that was the first year. It was like when I was doing the Power Rangers, I dyed my mohawk black and white just for that Power Ranger costume, and so I wanted to have the chance to take my mohawk off. Or take my take my helmet off, <laughs> Mohawk. So I'm Wait, glad with a hairpiece. So, <laughs> yeah, hair hairpiece. Glued on. Figured it out. <laughs> Been glued on the entire time. I'm just really good. At it. <laughs> I put wigs on, wigs on, wigs. But yeah, no. So I had that. I had my hair colored for that, and I was like, I want a chance to take my helmet off. And so we had those impromptu fights, and I was like, Oh my god, this is perfect. I was like, when we're fighting that heavy, I'm like, can I just take my helmet off and just like smack in the face with it? And I was like, yes, that'll work. I was like, yes, let's do that. (laughs) So, fantastic. I'm glad someone noticed my mohawk and went, that's a sweet mohawk. Indeed. It's been been five years since then, but at least I learned about it now. Well... In the future, I will tell you more about your mohawk. Oh, be fantastic. Fantastic. It's funny your because that heavy is the only was... one that loves the mohawk. What? It's, it's your funny. Your fiance it's... isn't the only one that loves the mohawk, apparently. Oh, no. Oh, no. Lots of people love the mohawk. Like, I've, I've told the story with Mogger and, like, 
that was the same first year where I took my wig off because I sat down. I was being sore. Cold. That wasn't the very first year. That was the year before. No, that was the very first year going to SakuraCon. Um, I yeah, guess the very the, first year. Yep. Yeah. That was two years uh, before we ever we, – we, we had gone to two different SakuraCons before we even started doing chess. Yes. Yes. Well, that's I, I keep saying this story every time. Uh, I've said it more than once. I don't know if you've, you've been listening, but like where I said, we were, I was this very first year of SakuraCon. Uh, I was cosplaying Sora. And like I sat down outside, took my wig off, and just to give my hair, a, my head a breathe. And then the yellow mushroom runs over and is like, "Oh my god, that's a sweet mohawk!" High five. I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And she was like, "I used to have a mohawk. I don't have it right now, but I used to have one." I was like, "That's cool. That's cool." And then that's the golden mushroom. And then, yeah, now we know the golden mushroom very well. That's Mogren. So, sweetheart. So yeah, that was like. It's, it's weird because that took, I guess, like two, three years until we actually started doing the cosplay chess. And she was our uh, ninja for one of them. And we got to Mohawks. know her then. Mohawks so. bring people together. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's that's all that. That's like some my Mohawk has, has done this these things. This powerful mohawk that I have. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I fought. I fought Jana this year. Yes, yeah. with my missing half of my props. You guys were great. I just after I did that, I realized I completely missed out that I could have beatboxed during that. Oh. We should give the audience a little bit of uh, clarification as to what you guys are talking about here. So, oh. late night chess. <laughs> or do you want to say it, or should I say it? Do you want to just... Yeah. Yes? No? Oh. Okay, I'll just... Go ahead. Okay. I ramble. For, 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 for late night chess. As, as we know what late night chess is. We've talked about it before. Uh, Jana was... Um, I always forget her name. Yuki? Chiyuki? Well, spoiler alert. Chiyuki from Death Death Parade. Yeah. Uh, Death Parade, uh, which was actually a short before that called Death Billiards. Uh, Very good show. You should go watch it. Uh, A plus. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. I really liked that show. That was a good show. It was every... There's, there's. Uh, I don't want to. I want to describe it too much, but it's like some people show up in a bar, and then they've got to play a game. The first, like the death billiards, was a pool, and there's always it's really high stakes where someone could die at the end. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but yeah, so she had that going, and she had like a whole wheel, and she'd spin it and it'd land on something. But then she forgot. Did you forget all your props? Or you just couldn't bring them. I forgot them. I hid them behind my headboard in my little crossblade nook. So I had a big spinning wheel that I had built out of bone core, and it had like samurai fight and karaoke, Pokemon fight. I got like archery and bowling, so the idea was to spin it, and then you guys would have to do, you would have to play something until one of you died, 
and went somewhere bad. And then I forgot, so I had to stop the wheel on the one spot that had an activity that you could do without props. Which was karaoke. And we had to sing... Uh, um, Never gonna give you up. I'm yeah. Never gonna let I you down. It's actually a song. I was like, the only thing I could remember is Rickrolled. We had to sing Rickrolled. They're like, that's not the name of the song. Um, it so, never give you up. Um, and I just realized, like, after we did that, I was like, oh, I could totally have just beatboxed to that because I was Samurai Champ Blue, so I was Boogan, and John was Jin, and it was like, they're an urban hip hop feel to all their stuff. Uh-huh. So, like, if I started because they they they've had that in the anime where they have a guy who was like a they try to feel make it real urban, so they have like a a, a it's like a toolbox on their shoulder, but they kind of do it as like a as a uh, as a, uh, a boombox, and then they're just like beatboxing to it and going down, and so they look like rap, and then they have some rappers and everything and. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's it's a good show. It's it's feudal Japan meets urban hip hop style. Nice. So I like that show. That was a good show. But there's always next time. Always next time. There's yes. it was also that was the year we had Sess. I think there was maybe an hour break between the main game and the late night. Oh, yeah. Cool. And that was not fun. And Speak for yourself. I was DJ well, Professor 721. It was very fun, except I left, like, a third of my costume back at the hotel, so I ended up, like, jogging in the dark in a short skirt, and I only had boots. It was... Yeah, it was I, it was a thing. I snuck in a sandwich and some stuff, and that was good. Had some pizza there too. So, yeah. I always it's always a blast doing chess. Yes, yes it is. Yes, yes it is. I don't know. Being, my favorite was still when we were, when Cole and I were kings on that one side. That was amazing. I love that. Yes. Night. I think that was the year as Miss Frizzle or something. I think you were, yes. That was a fun year and it was just well done. It's one of the most memorable ones. We tried very hard to do a good job on that. I was a horse. (laughs) (laughs) You were a horse. No, that was my favorite year. I don't know. I, I had really fun that year. So. I don't know. I was given pretty free range where it was just like, these people fight these people, and then they just kind of let it go. And then at the end, it's just end shenanigans of like, there's a whole bunch of moves to the very end of the game, so let's just cut it right there, and then you guys do whatever. And I was like, oh yeah. So I just wrote up a script, and then we went with it. I just I wanted to go Super Saiyan for the longest time, so I gotta go Super Saiyan. <laughs> gotta find reasons to do that. So I made that happen. <laughs> Oh, that was the greatest feeling. I was just, oh, I, I was never, I'm always like thinking of like things around me all the time and being very observant. That time, I just, 
oh, it's when I get into that mood that I just no longer ever I go tunnel vision. Everything's going on. I forget about it, and I just think about what I'm doing right there that second. And it's like you feel very in the moment, and it's oh, it's crazy. I had a, oh, make it make my skin tingle because like I remember that where like I'm just I'm there. I'm just gonna go super saiyan. I'm gonna let everyone else do what they do, and so I'm just there screaming, yelling, going ah, <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, what's going? Everyone else is doing whatever they're doing. All of a sudden, a wig gets popped on my head. I'm like, okay, good. Now I'm gonna go into my my uh, Kamehameha. I'm like, Kamehameha. I have no idea where the ball or where the guys are. Oh, there they are. They just popped up behind me. There we go. And then I just do my move, and then they go off, and then that's that. And I was just like, after that, I was very oh, so much adrenaline, so much, so such a high. It was like that's the best high I had. Cause like after that, and then it's like we won. And we did. We danced around, and then uh, um, Amanda walked on, and I just I had to go like just sit down because I was just like, oh, that was so surreal and epic, and mm-hmm. oh, best time, best time. Yep. I, and I then he had to go back to the hotel room and wash his shorts. <laughs> oh no, I was wearing a skirt at the time. Didn't matter. <laughs> Because that's oh. when we, oh, we even got to do a costume. That's the other thing I want to do. We got to do a costume change during that. Because, like, oh, how, how, what other people get to do costume change? Like, I've Just done, us like, with the Rangers. Yeah, because <laughs> I've, like, had my stripper clothes costume change to that. And then, like, there's the, the, uh, the uh, Mafia Rangers where I then took that off and put on, like, the, so I had, like, three layers of clothes going into that where I took off the, the uh, Power Ranger strip away clothes, the preppy clothes to see the Power Ranger clothes, and then I took that off to have like my dress clothes underneath that. I'm like, oh, that was crazy. That was fun. And a guy complimented my tie because I had an Eldridge knot on my tie, and it was it was good. It was good stuff because I was like I was talking with uh, I was talking with uh, uh, Russell, Russell, yes, Russell, yes. Um, because I was asking how he does all the flips and everything. And I was like, yeah, I just gotta, I just go to the gym, like a free-range gym, and you know, I just do stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And like, that's we, have we, one, we have one in, one in town. Uh, parkour gym? Yeah. We have a trampoline place, too, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's actually up back where I used to work. Mmm. 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 But anyways, we'll talk more about it later. Got a lot of connections that year. Yep. Yeah, Met a lot did. of people that year. So, but in Tyler, any case, though, yes, Tyler, hmm. do you feel like your ego has been properly stroked? Have you uh, had a proper birthday experience here? Dedicated well, he, he, he drinking? to you. I'm not drinking, actually. Then no, he hasn't. No, no. I'm, I had. I, I bought myself a headset, a Vive headset. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing. Yeah, you spent fifteen hundred bucks. I bought a uh, new graphics card to run it, and now I've tested my computer, and it says I'm overqualified, and everything's running super. So, yeah, I'm really, really curious what that's gonna when I get that way. I've, I tried it, so I was having a chilly night with my friends on Tuesday, and one of the roommates has uh, HTC Vive headset. And I gotta try it out and like holy Deep crap! Deep fried chili? No, just regular chili. Oh, that because I remember that I was very jealous about that. Yes, you should be because I'm good at cooking. So I gotta try that out. That headset and 
wow, you you, it's 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 also very surreal, like it because it just like sucks you into it, and then you put it on, you don't have any like, you don't you know it's not like you see the headset in your peripherals anymore. It's like it takes everything into account and it works really well, and then the space is one-to-one so you when you move around everything's moving around exactly how you move so you don't feel sick or any distortion whatsoever and then you walk around the room and you have things going on and then it reacts with everything and it's just like wow this is so intuitive and like i was playing the job simulator one it's it's the physics games work the best in that they're the funnest to play with the most fun to play with so like i was playing job simulator it's like throwing things around or it's like, there's something on that shelf that's like on the bottom there. I'm like, well, I need to get to that bottom shelf. What do you do? You just bend over and you reach on the bottom shelf like you would in any real life situation. So, oh, it was it was crazy like that. And you know, I played an archer game. I was playing a pool game. You, I just remember you saying you were playing, yeah, you were playing uh, Job Simulator. Which ones did you touch? Oh, just the mechanic one. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a gun shooting game. Don't know what it was called. But it, which one? I don't know. Hover Junkers. Oh, I tried that one, but that's I wasn't really a fan of Hover Junkers. Hmm. Yeah, it apparently takes a bunch to figure out. No, it's, you only have like three guns. No, you have four guns, and I feel like it's. <sighs> You need other people to play with. It's like heavily multiplayer. Yeah, it's not. more. It's definitely focused more towards multiplayer. Yeah, you get four guns, and each gun. It's like I. It's it's unique in that each gun reloads differently. Mm-hmm. So like you have your, you have like the six revolver, and then to fill it up, you like spin your thumb on the touchpad. On the uh, shotgun, you gotta like tap the touchpad. On the Uzi, you gotta hold the touchpad. And then on the flare gun, I think you just tap it. Um, so they, they're all kind of they they're they're playing with some unique um, unique reload physics to play with. Um, I don't know, but other than that, Hover Junker was just kind of just kind of a game that I think would be better to play with lots of people. Just is mm-hmm. a whole lot. Right so yeah. But yeah, that's that. I played it, and it was, it's really, really crazy and very surreal, and I want it, and I got it, and it's coming. So, well, congratulations on that. And we've got one more big surprise for you today. We got what? you a cake. Oh, with a Jana in it. Yay! Jana's the cake? I'm inside the cake with a smaller cake that has the candles that do different fire colors. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's awesome. We went all out. Inside that cake, there's like $100 in American because it's worth more. Wow. That's like a hundred and... That's like a... $125 $125 Canadian. Treat yourself. Ooh, oh well. Yes. 
How fantastic. Now, you got to go and attempt to blow out your candles while Jana goes and sings a non-copyrighted version of the Happy Birthday song for you. That actually doesn't exist. It's only a myth. You can sing Happy Birthday as many freaking times as you want. No one's going to freaking claim on it. Oh, well, yeah, no one's going to claim on it, but there is still a copyright on the song itself. No, there isn't. There is actually a copyright on it. No, they can't go and sue you over it now, though, because they made a point that just because the lyrics have been copyrighted does not mean that the speed, tempo, or individual performance is. Uh, There's, like, one licensed version of it that you cannot go and perform. And it's like, nobody does because it was copyrighted back in, like, the 1940s. And nobody knows which version that is. Yeah, well, I mean, the, if you go and look into what the copyright is, I mean, you can go and find it. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you can't go and sing this because of this. And for a long time, people avoided it because of that. But there was a settled court case back in, I want to say, 2003 or something like that, where uh, a judge went and determined that this does really fall into fair use. Just because you have the lyrics copyrighted and you've got a particular iteration of the song, what everybody sings is not the same thing, even though the words are, it's not performed the same way. So nobody's going to oh, go okay. and do that. But we thought it would be more fun to go and have Jenna go and do it in Japanese because Tyler is totally a weeb and would love that stuff. And you just ruined it, Cole. Way to go. Well, I was just going to do it to mess with the system and fight the man. <laughs> Killing in the yeah, name. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so, do you want it cutesy or do you want to be manly? Ah, hmm. Dealer's choice. I asked you, you don't get to turn it back on me. No? Jeez, cutesy. Be all cute for me. Well, that's pressure. Okay. <laughs> it's making you cutesy, by the way. It's the different uh, honorifics, because I oh. like to be technical. I still want to be cutesy, though, because I'm Good. Okay. Get, get ready for some awful singing. I, I didn't say Dude, I was it... good at singing. <laughs> Still better than Cole. Oh, Tanzo be, oh, Meneto. Oh, Tanzo be, oh, Meneto. Oh, Tanzo be, dear Tai Chan. Oh, Tanzo be, oh, Meneto. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's great. That's great. Good, we're done. Good times had by all. Yep. And you actually managed to get all the candles out. I'm impressed. Yeah. I've got good lungs. Very good at blowing. Wait, what? <laughs> you now have that entire fa- cake in your face. And I'm taking back the $100 bill. <laughs> no. Oh, damn. was not happy about your commentary there. No. No. Well, that was cake. Yep. So, shall we move on? Yes, enough, we should. Enough stroking of my ego and such things as that. 
Yes. Well, as one last gift to you on your birthday, we're going to go and take this away from Cole and let you hit the switch. Ooh. It's going to be a big switch. Just a big old... What is a fandom? Movies, TV, anime, web series, anything can become one. But the internet has made them into something more. Wars have been fought over whose fandom is the greatest. Families, friendships, and marriages have all been lost in these battles. Every week, we see who has what it takes to be the best. It's Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. Let's see who has what it takes to be it this week. That was weird. You always say that, Cole. It's all you ever got to say. No, but that was even more weird than usual. More weird. Weirder? It was weirder than usual? More weird? Yes. It's right. Rob Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. Come on! I was more concerned about how he flicked the switch. <laughs> oh, you mean how he went and used his um muscles? He put his whole back into that. That was really disturbing. <laughs> and he doesn't have much of a back, so... Yeah. I'm surprised... I, he doesn't have much of a back, so I'm surprised he didn't throw his back out. I don't have much of a back. Well, like, it's there's nothing there? Like, yeah, pretty much you have no muscle whatsoever in your back. <laughs> like, no definition. No definition. What are you looking at my back for? And how would you say that? There's all this definition right here. Do you know how I know? It's because I'm touching it right now. Physically, there's stuff there. Whatever. Not not stuff there, Cole. Because how does a person with no back look like? I said muscle. I said back any definition in your muscle, like no strength whatsoever in it. Is this right? You know this. You know this for a fact. You've seen me lift things. You watch me lift things. Cole, what are you creeping around for? You disgust me. See, this is why I can't get anything up on you, because you throw this right back in my face. <laughs> well, you're trying to say things that are false and inaccurate. I just t- speak the truth, Cole. I speak Whatever. the true truth. Speak the true truth. The true truth. I don't even understand this, and I'm in a segment called Rob Stone Cold Pick of the Century, dot, 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 for this week. It's just, I'm so confused right now. I'm, and probably what is... What is the fandom of the week? This time around, for our fandom of the week, Rob Stone Cold Pick of the Century, or in honor of Tyler's birthday, we go and present Rob Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week, also known as the fandom of the week. We're going to talking about something near and dear to my heart. Stop motion animation! A somewhat Mm -hmm. almost entirely lost art form popularized in the 1970s and still somehow managing to survive into today. It's one of the most expensive forms of animation, but also one of the most cool and gratifying experiences as a viewer. 
even a not so good one, still manages to do something that sticks in your head and really can't let you go. So, artistically pleasing. It, it is. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it's forever confused people on whether or not Tim Burton is a producer or a director if you go and look at The Nightmare Before Christmas, but we're not going to go and dwell on that point. Instead, we're going to go and pick out our favorites and just kind of talk about what we like or maybe even dislike if you're an evil person. So, who gets to start off? Who gets to start off? You know what, Tyler? It's your birthday. Please. Enlighten us. What's your favorite stop motion animation? So, my question is, or so we're like, we just want to say what our favorite one is, or do we want to talk about it in general? Well, I mean, like, most of the time when we talk about our favorites, we end up going into general discussions. So, you know, if you've uh, got a favorite and it goes and exemplifies something you want to talk about, please feel free to just kind of roll it all together. We're weaving a narrative here. Mm, yes, quite. Okay. I'm going, hmm, God. I'm trying to think what my favorite is. Like, do I have a favorite? Um, I don't know. Uh, nothing is really coming to mind right now. Like, I, like I, I remember the last one I watched was probably, like, Pirates Band of Misfits. Um... Kubo just came out, and I really want to see that, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, oh, they are, they're also responsible for Coraline. They did Coraline. That was really good. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like there's one that I watched, and it's just it's in the back of my head, and I just can't think of what it is. Uh, Paranorman, Box Trolls, Frankenweenie, Corpse Bride. Ooh, Corpse Bride. I really like Corpse Bride. I guess like anything like by Tim Burton's always been good. Like I really like like I remember watching uh, Nightmare Before Christmas so many times, so many times. Um, and when Corpus Bride came out, I really liked that one. That was really good. Um, I like the music in it. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember the music in Corpus Bride? Like because there's all pianos yeah. and they they had the swing and oh, it's another one. Oh, jeez. Um. I know one. Book of Life. Was that stopped? No, no, that was. That, that was, was still CGI. Three. That was all CGI, I spray. It was yeah. made to look like puppets. Yes, yes. I completely missed the past like five minutes because my Wi-Fi went out. But <laughs> uh, Corpse Bride, anything by Studio Leica. What, they just came out with one? Yeah. They actually... Dana, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go and cue back into you here. So we just... Uh, Tyler's just kind of rambling through pretty much everything that any of us <laughs> would ever want to talk about on there. The only thing he's missed is stuff from Studio Ardman. Okay. No, I talked about Pirates Band of Misses. Well, so yeah, but that. I mean, the nothing else. <laughs> I don't think I really liked Walls and Gromit. I think those are my least favorite ones. Huh. Yeah, the only reason I mentioned Walls and Gromit personally for myself, because that's what I picked on mine, is just that that's the first claymation, I, like, stop motion I've ever, I ever saw. 
And it stuck out to me, personally. I think I watched like the At Walls and Gromit movie when they went to the moon or something like that. I remember that one. They needed cheese and they went to the moon and they built the rock and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just the Walls and Gromit felt a little off. I don't know. I don't know. It just felt off and dark. And I guess I was really young and it didn't really click with me and just kind of bothered me that movie. But I don't know. Cole, go on. Talk about Wallace and Gromit a little bit. Well, that... well, it's not just Wallace and Gromit. I've also been a fan of, of, of most of, of when, when a lot of people think of stop motion animation, a lot of people will immediately go to like a lot of people like Chicken Run or. Our whole like in particular the main one of the main guys that does these um, type of claymations guys is it's all done by Ardman Electro uh, animata- uh, animations and the process that goes behind these stop motion animation films is insane <laughs> because if you actually take a, even a cursory glance at how it's done you realize that this isn't done like traditional movie making or show making it's actually done with a point and click camera <laughs> and shots are done point by point and there and things are moved ever so slightly in between shots and like the armature and everything underneath is made of like wire so this all this clay can move it's actually really really fascinating to watch a behind the scenes Thing for it like even like even for like talking they the bottom half of most faces on like these animatronic like not animatronic but on these models come off so that you can pop them off pop it back in and then you kind of just blend in the makeup like a little bit of clay over and to, to make it look smooth without the seam no. being there even sometimes they'll just have a whole bunch of different heads and they'll just pop off the head and then pop it back on at the neck. Oh yeah, and they'll they'll do that as well. But at the same time, though, it's faster to just do the bottom half of the face. Yep, it depends how much details in the face, I guess. Because if you if the face is simple, then you can literally do every combination of eyes and mouth that you can, and then yeah, if you have to change the, the actual like upper. But here's actually that's not actually what's done a lot. I was actually kind of watching at this, and because the upper part of the face is done with clay, a lot of stuff is actually done on stage and is molded on stage. Mm. Like if they want to change the look of a, of a, you know, some eyebrows, they literally will go in there while they're filming. And like the model makers are the same ones that are gonna, are doing the like the picture by picture, and they're there and they'll move the eyebrows, they'll move the the cheeks, they'll move like they'll they'll add up, they'll close the eyelids a little bit. Most of the time, the only thing that gets removed is the lower part of the mouth, so that it looks like they're talking. Hmm. Oh yeah, like open and closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm the the main one of the most recent things I've actually watched this is actually one of my favorite little YouTube channels when it comes to making and uh, when even prop building and costume making and stuff like that. It's actually called Tested. Um, and Adams and which uh, this particular one that I watched. It's called Adam Sa- uh, is hosted by Adam Savage, who everybody knows as one of the former MythBusters. 
and he has this there's this video on tester here that i'm sure i'll i'll make sure to give rob the link so he can put it in the in the description as well apparently we have so many descriptions this week Mm -hmm. but if you if if you if you don't have a link it's going on to tested just type in tested into youtube and um and scroll through you should be able to find it fairly quickly but it's actually very, very interesting. It's just like the basic basis of the armature and like how easy it is just to slip them apart and move things around. And it's really cool. Just like how much like all of it is like handmade, like small little pouches and everything like that are made by hand and weathered and like tiny little jewels for like rings and like fake little like plastic um clay rings it's absolutely fascinating what yeah. about you rob hmm? me i you know i'm gonna hold off for a minute here i'd really like to go and hear what Jana has to say because she's been raving about studio lanka's <laughs> movie <laughs> and i really want to hear what she has to say and then maybe we'll go and roll back into tyler and i'll go and talk a little bit here because i'm sure tyler has more to go and say than what he did originally ah maybe no, I, I really want to go see Kubo, so... Yeah. Go well, and watch case, it. Jana, sell it. Go and watch it right now. It's worth every cent of the $10 it takes to go to the actual theater. It's sadly, like, the worst opening weekend for, like, a film, but it's honestly the best thing to come out of Studio Leica, and it might be a little... Just a little biased because it's about Japan, but it's simply beautiful. And, like, I was in the movie theater thinking, like, I want to do this costume. But it's it's amazing. It's, it's like, art bringing back to film. It's all... I actually just bought the art book today. I mean... You don't have a bigger fan. But Studio Leica built... It's all the story about family loss and a little boy named Kubo who plays the shamisen, which is the instrument. And it's kind of like a... It's a very good Japanese fairy tale. And they even built a 16-foot-tall maquette skeleton. 16 feet, so that's like twice the size of a human. And the puppet Studio Leica uses are six inch tall, like little robot dolls that you can switch the faces out and move the eyeballs in. And like they have a skeleton, they've there's like little animatronic, animatronic origami. It's just, it's beautiful, oh my gosh, I would just say like forever that it's beautiful art, it's a beautiful story, it's well done, there's really good music, it really appealed to like the weeaboo side of me, and the main character Kubo is a little 11 year old boy and you just want to like give him a really big hug. It's just really well done, and it's like 98% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think it's like the top-rated 
animated film by critics of all time. So go and watch it. Alrighty then. It's beautiful. You know, I just just thought of something is the Lego movie wasn't stop animation. No, they wanted to do it that way, but they figured out that the budget for that with all the bricks they need was going to go and be somewhere in the uh, like $500 million area. Yeah, and yeah. it would have taken them four times as long to do the film. Yeah. So they did so everything. So they, had, they literally, God. yeah, it was apparent they literally had to create, create a three, the, what was it, the animation program so that for putting all the blocks together, it must have taken forever to render. It took took Studio Leica to five years to do the stop motion, and I think animation takes like two years. Depending on the process on on there. Yeah, it also depends on what the what's what programs they're using to put stuff together, because some places they have to make them completely from scratch to be able to do a certain style. Yeah, yeah, Disney with every film has come up with the new software, or is it Pixar? Pixar, well, every company themselves either doesn't, they tend to use a slightly different program, either one they created in house or um, a sim or one that is standard across. Um, well, Disney Pixar itself, is- has, yeah, Pixar has always been co- quite high on the. Well, the, on, uh, Pixar, Pixar is that's the computer they use. So how Pixar started was like they, uh, it, they Pixar was the computer they're using, uh, which is super strong, super super powerful, can render tons of stuff. Um, but like, uh, yeah, then that just kind of sort of became the company itself, and that was known for the company Pixar, opposed to like just using Pixar. Pixar computer. Be, yeah. Which is the type of the computer they're using, or what they called their computer they're using, um, because it was well, it's basically a custom-built computer with a whole bunch of parts in it that renders everything. Because it takes a lot of processing to render all that footage and yep. all that CGI. But uh, yes, I digress. Um, the um, yeah, it takes. It takes a long time to do everything by hand. It takes a long time to render everything, but it takes longer to physically make everything than it does to computerly generate everything. So I can say that. Um, that's why I guess you don't see too many of these movies. It's like the last time one of the movies came out, came out a long time ago. Like the last movie they did was Box Trolls. And did anyone watch that? It was a pretty successful no. film overall. I mean, maybe internationally. Yeah, but like, I never watched it. Uh, it just didn't really appeal to me. Um, I saw Coraline. Yeah, which a lot of people did see. I don't know how well it did. I think it did really well. Coraline did really well, but it also had a pretty, uh, pretty mediocre uh, overall critic score. I think largely because they really overhyped the from the mind of Tim Burton thing, even though he was only a producer, he didn't go and have any writing credits or anything like that. And this is when Tim Burton's name still went and held a lot of clout. It was before you went and had the Alice in Wonderland uh, kind of backlash that's slowly brought his uh, profile and status down as uh, the last couple of years have gone along. 
Then after that, you had Paranorman, which was critically hailed, but nobody saw that one. I saw that one. Um, But it wasn't, I don't know, it was an average movie. Like, I, I, um, I was going to watch Frankenweenie, but I never got around to it. Because I was like, well, I've already, That's... I've already seen this movie technically, because he already had a fr- he had a live action Frank and Weenie. Um, or yes, yeah, he still called it that, didn't he? I don't think that was he... actually Tim Burton though, because that was no, like something that was Tim Burton. Burton. I'm gonna look this up right now. I swear it's Tim Burton. I think we talked about this already, uh, where he basically had he had a live action version of Frank and Weenie, and then he made a clay animation version of Frank and Weenie. And they're they're technically different films. I, I know I never I never watched. This. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That was uh, Tim Burton on there. Yeah. Um. Come on, where where do you do you already have it up or you're looking yeah, at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of another film that had a kind of similar uh, process on there. I'm 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 getting my stuff mixed up on there. Though well, I, I will say I do. Short. A director, writer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. So, yeah, Either I will way. go and say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, you you actually brought up the one that I wanted to go and talk about because um, I'm that weird guy that both loves and hates Nightmare Before Christmas for a number of reasons. Oh, I it's think that's going to be my favorite though. I gotta say yeah. that's my favorite because I've watched it so many times. I remember watching it when I was young, and it's both a Christmas and a Halloween movie, and it yeah. just, yeah, I just, I yeah. just know it. I've got the songs to it on my iPad, uh, iPod. I've got the regular songs. I've got the, the have they came out with a CD of like bands covering the songs. Yeah, like Fall Out Boy. Yeah, like Fall Out Boy and. Um, Corn, Marilyn Manson. So, yeah, Corn does a great version of uh, Kidnap Santa Claus. I'm was, gonna need to look this up. Yeah, go go listen to it. Yeah, Kidnap to Santa Claus, tie him up real tight. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So I love the movie. I love watching it. It's it's as close as I think you come to a perfect stop motion animation. But the thing that drives me absolutely nuts about it is the fans of it seems like half the time don't know anything about it. Just that whole production. I mean, that was an eight year span it took to make that movie. It wasn't originally a Disney property. It was going to be with a different studio, and they went and dropped it like six months into production. This was a labor of love, but not for Tim Burton. He wrote a short story and went and you know designed the characters on there, but it was actually written by uh, Michael McDowell, who you'll know for a lot of other things, and the screenplay was actually written by Carolyn Thompson, who you will also know for a lot of other things if you look her up, and directed by Henry Selleck who also went and directed other films that have had uh, Tim Burton's name attached to him. He never gets the credit that he deserves. James the Giant Peach and Coraline going and being great examples. Oh, James the Giant Peach. That was a good movie. Yeah, no, that's that's just it. I mean, that's... 
I actually uh, had never realized that the guy, the gentleman who wrote James and the Giant Peach, also wrote BFG, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, The Glass Elevator, like yeah. all of those classics. I never realized they were all done by the same guy. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what. What do you go and say beyond that? It's just those are great movies, and I absolutely love them. I I just love them, but. Frankenweenie has to be my favorite overall because this was a film that, and this is a real shame here. This was the movie that Tim Burton wanted to make originally. The short film that was Frankenweenie wasn't really what he wanted to do. This was back when he was still becoming an established filmmaker at the time uh, and hadn't really found his niche he wanted to go and do an animation like what Nightmare Before Christmas did. He was very inspired by the old Rankin Boss uh, stop motion animations from the 70s. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town and all that kind of stuff. He loved that idea, but it was so expensive and still is so expensive to go and produce. He needed to establish himself as a filmmaker before he would ever be able to do that. And even then, it took almost two decades after that to be able to go and get funding to go and make the film. It's just a great piece of art. The styling on there is very much in that gothic inspired Nightmare Before Christmas style of character designs. It's got Tim Burton's fingerprints all over it because it is really a Tim Burton movie. This is the stuff that he does so well. You can go and see a lot of influences from other films that he's done, like Edward Scissorhands in there. It's just so brilliantly put together and I think has some of the best overall design for that stop motion creation, which is a little bit weird because it's actually a hybridization. They went and used uh, stop motion character designs for all of the bases on it. And they ended up going and doing CGI overlays that just went and worked the skin. Uh, so they were able to go and do some quick reaction motions that were not possible to be done beforehand. It's a really cool production. There's also a couple of documentaries on the making of the film, which is also kind of weird because literally nobody saw this movie. <laughs> hmm. 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 So please, people, go go and actually see this film. Go and rent it or honestly just just buy it don't don't even rent just just go out and buy frank and weenie i'm sure you can go and get it cheap online i'm assuming you to go out and rent i didn't even think that was still possible can you yeah, there's a few pay- there's a few places left oh, red box i guess you, you can just... rent on like youtube and such yeah go and see kubo and support the art because it really is an art it's not that animation isn't but it's it's not something you see a lot of that you put in the man hours to make dolls and stop motion. And your Kubo was like extremely difficult because they had lots of like hair. And hair is extremely hard to do because the monkey's covered in hair. Yeah, um, I don't I, know. Um, if I remember correctly, they had that exact same issue on Zootopia. They had to create a whole brand new engine for it. Just for hair. Hair is difficult. Just for hair. Hair is difficult. And fur. It was even more difficult for Zootopia because there was hundreds hundreds of different types of hair. Yeah, hair and fur. Yeah. 
The so. Kubo does kind of have like the paranormal paranormal aesthetic where it's kind of chunky, but they do because it's all ancient Japan, so there's some really long hair, and it really blows your mind. But there's some really detailed stuff, and it's all applied by hand. Hmm. Yep. Just yep. go see Kubo. It's beautiful. Oh, there we go. Go see Kubo. There we go. You gotta go see Kubo. I want to go see it. I will go see it eventually. Maybe Monday. I will. I will give you like ten dollars to watch it because it's that good. Legit. You gonna give me ten dollars right now? Yeah. Send me ten dollars right now. I don't know how you send me ten dollars. You said you were gonna give me a hundred all of a sudden, but now you took that away. That's because you were inappropriate. But I'm always inappropriate. That's not fair. I'm a mom. I'm a uh, mama bear. I have to correct behavior. That's funny because we had Mama Suma on here before, and she was just as bad as us. Mm. Yeah, but here's the well, difference, you know. Mama Samu, she's a fun mama. This one right here, she's a school teacher. Uh, so I'm not fun. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yep, yep. I, I've, I've dug a hole and I'm staying in there. Yeah. You've done, you've done, <laughs> dug a really deep one there. Yep. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And that's exactly the reason why I'm going to go and hide in my bunker and go and wait for this to go and uh, blow over. And Tyler can go and summon his zombie band. Bye. I just think about this is my hole. It's not the nicest hole. It's not the biggest hole, but it's my hole. Was it made for you? He he dug it himself. Who knows? Very comfortable in here. You stay in there. I think I might buy a couch. Can you fit a couch in there? Yes, it's rather roomy. I can dig it bigger. It's a hole there, though. You can make it bigger. He just needs to keep opening his mouth, and he can make the hole bigger if he wants to fit a couch in there. True. Although he's already kind of deep in the hole. (laughs) Just dig it sideways. That sounds like a sexual innuendo. So, Robert, um, Robert, you stay in your hole. Tyler, go ahead. Well, well, he gets in his hole. Uh, the zombies will come out of their hole and set up their instruments, which they have done. And... Ah! What kick... hole? I think they kicked some dirt into, into Robert's hole. Good. They threw me out of it. I'm holeless now. Ha. Well, since they're set up, let's get ready to go. Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now in Tyler's Anime Corner, once a week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. My friends come up with an anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's just plain weird. But what it always is, is very enlightening. This week's question is, lots of cat girls, but where are the dog girls? Let's see what my friends come up with in this week's Tyler's Anime Corner. So, cat girls, dog girls, all kinds of animal type girls. 
What do you got? Tell me I'm just going to say got. right now I have literally nothing for this. You have literally... you Cole, you always have literally nothing. No. That's not no. true. No. No. What, what, do you, what do you normally have? What do you, what I you have some have? stuff, some usually. Some, sort of, sort of, kind of, maybe. Okay, Cole. Well, if that's the case, then you can go first. I have nothing. Ta-da! Uh, you gotta have something more than that, though. You gotta say um, something. I personally have never, ever noticed the fact that there are more cat girls than there ever will dog girls. Maybe I just haven't watched the right thing, whatever. How many cat girls have you seen? Have you seen know. cat girls? You haven't seen any cat girls in anything you've seen. You haven't seen any <sighs> dog girls in anything you've seen. I'm trying to remember, like, the only thing that I could consider that is if, like, cat girl related. I'm trying to remember. There was this one anime that my roommate had on. It was a very, very short one. I could try, but it was a, it was a game that was like all arguments were decided by board games. No game, no life. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. No game, no life. I think there was a cat girl in there. I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but who knows? Yeah, I don't remember any cat girl. I remember there was the angel. The big old angel in that. I remember um, being like the one the one girl or something that was like tried to beat him, but he kept beating her in like thirty different things, and he, I think she was a cat girl. I can't remember. Well, regardless, you should go watch No Game in the Life. That was a phenomenal anime. I really I definitely liked. agree. I never got a chance to finish it, so I gotta go back and finish it. Uh, well, what were you doing right now? I'm here. Oh, what are you doing tomorrow night? Working. The entire day? Yes. All 24 hours? Well, for at least 12 of them. 12 hours? So you got 12 hours, and then... What, you got maybe two hours? Do you get two hours to watch something? I don't even know if I'll be in the city, so... What, you're not going to go sleep in your own bed? You're going to stay in a hotel room? Probably. Probably? Ooh... Well, there you go. You hear that, guys? Cole's not going to be in his house, so party at Cole's tonight. Tomorrow night, we'll all go over there and have a huge party without Cole. Woo! That's Rob, the zombie band. Rob the zombie stays band. in his hole. But anyways, who's next? That's it? That's all you got, Cole? It's all I got. I can't remember anything that I have that's literally that. Yeah. Yes. Does anyone else watch No Game, No Life? Nope. I haven't finished it. Oh, you guys gotta go watch it. It's good. It's a good show. Good old show. It's like two people are, uh, it's like a brother and sister that are really good at video games uh, get transported to a world where every dispute is settled with video games or uh, with games um, in general. So it could be a board game, could be a video game, could be uh, something simple. Like it's just anything that constitutes as a game. Um, and so they start kind of doing power maneuvers and then they get control of the human race. There's like three races and they're all kind of struggling to control how much land they have and the humans are currently losing. So they come in, they're like, okay, and then they sort of win over small things after small things and then they become the king of a country and then they start moving the country, making that bigger. And it's it's really good. It's really. I colorful. thought they literally just walked up to the king and challenged him to, his, to a thing. Yeah, yeah. And like they won because they're they're like super awesome at games, and 
I like the I like the uh, fourth wall break where they're like, in this situation in anime, most characters would try to get home. I don't really like home. I like this place much better. We're gonna stay here now. And it's like, oh, okay. So, and it was interesting because that was a that uh, anime was based off a manga, and the guy who wrote the manga was actually like born in like Cincinnati. Um, so he's actually very American. Uh, and so you kind of see that in his writing and in his all of his, his stuff is like they make reference to stuff that is more accurate to American culture. And yeah, they make a whole bunch of references to Ghibli films, but then they whenever they do like a, a daydream to it, it's always blurred out um, because they don't have the rights for it. But you clearly know it's like Howl's movies, castles like walking. They talk about floating cla- castles a lot. So they have like Howl's Moving Castle that's really blurred out when they're talking about, or they have uh, Lapuna, Lapuna, um, Laputa. Laputa. There you go, Laputa. That ah, I can't even pronounce it now. Shit, you got it. You guys know what I'm talking about. They'll have that one on there when they're thinking about it, but it's all blurred out and like, oh, that's that's funny. So they got references in it. So it's a good anime. You should go watch it. Um, yeah. So yeah, any any um. How about the staple that are cat girls? Does anyone have an anime that has cat girls and or dog girls in it or any other kind of animal type girls? <coughs> I got one that has a dog girl in it, but I don't think you want me oh. to mention it. Hey, Robert, you sound like you have something. He gets to stay in the hole. He can still talk. He still has to talk, though. He has to yell up. But he got kicked he out of the hole. Talk from the hole. anymore. The zombie band took it over. And I just went and put a hammock in there. Nah, I forgive him. He can come out of the hole. So let's let's hear it. Well, I mean, Tyler's probably going to answer his own question uh, better than I will. uh, Mostly because he still acknowledges dog girls as a thing. There Uh, is one with them. Oh, there's 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 several with them. I just refuse to go and acknowledge them. And also, calling women dogs. Shame on you all. Shame on you all. Excuse you. <laughs> Sorry, had to get that joke out there. Uh, anyway, so... Unfortunately, I can't really go and answer Tyler's question exactly the way he phrased it. Mostly because... I'm gonna be honest. I'm not really into dog girls. I love dogs. I like them more than cats. I like them a lot more than cats. I love dogs. But you know what? I gotta say something here. Cat girls are sexy. They are hot. I love them. <sighs> I could go and give literally dozens of explanations and examples as to why. You know, Tsubasa from uh, Boku Monogatari and Nekomonogatari and other Monogatari and other other Monogatari. There's a lot of Monogataris out there. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yes, yes, there is. Uh, like Kizu Monogatari. That's the movie. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're all puns. They're all puns. If you know Japanese, they're all puns. And it's yep. great. Oh, God, yes. that's word porn. That that show is nothing but word porn. Exactly. I, I absolutely love it. It is the most dialogue-laden anime I have ever seen. And I do not care. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta know how to read. So Yeah. Yeah, you got to read fast. But that's not the point we're making. It's that cat girls are fucking hot. 
as another example. How about the teacher from Rosario Plus Vampire? I think it's Shizuku, if I remember, remember if I remember correctly. Uh, Shizuku Neka, like Nekanoma or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. I don't care. It's good. She's hot. Let's see here. Can I come up with another example? Okay, not a hot example here, but I just went and uh, finished Show by Rock, and Sian, she's she's great. I like her. Even the English dub, I enjoy the character. They they did a nice job with that one. She's adorable. She's she's not hot. She's just adorable. I'm I'm not a pedophile, but that's good. That's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Atsuko uh, from uh, Nuku Nuku. I don't know if she's necessarily hot, per se, but she's attractive. I can certainly say that. That's a little bit of an older one for the people into that. Uh, let's see here. I'm coming up with more examples of a uh, cute than I am for uh, for hot, necessarily, here. Uh, let's see here. No, I don't I don't want to go and acknowledge uh, Cat Plane of Cuties. That's just, that, that one didn't do it for me. But the characters were kind of hot, I, and uh, I'm not going to go into my own personal things on this one. That's... Uh, I'm standing by my statement. Cat girls are cute and cat girls are hot and dog girls are not. And calling women dogs is still offensive. So I'm, I might be a chauvinist, but I'm not like that. I thought of an anime that has a dog girl in it. And no, it's yep. not Full Metal Alchemist. It's Spice and Wolf. Did anyone watch Spice and Wolf? Uh, like you had to ask... I don't know, you never said anything. Come on. Just say I something. did I did not, but if you're counting wolves, there's the wolf children Amen Yuki, which oh, was a shit. movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Oh. But you see, great I don't count the crying. wolf thing as, Yeah, I don't, I don't think the I don't count the wolf thing as being part of that though. That's that's a whole different kind of thing. That's how different a wolf wolf girls? Come on. Uh that's, I guess that's the closest you get to like dog girls is them being wolves. Well, that and the ones from Cat Plane and Cuties, and I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting two or three more examples of that. Oh, there's also like uh everyday life with monster girls. That's another one. Yeah, those yeah, that's another one. Those, those those aren't cat cats or dogs. Those are snakes and centaurs and spiders. Oh my. But yeah, I don't know. It, it seems to be that that's the uh, the staple is always a cat girl. I, I don't know how that became a thing. Because they're hot. How many times do I need to say this? Or they're always cutesy too, because they talk with a meow or nah. They mm-hmm. say nah and meow all the time. Oh, the army of cat girl maids from UFO uh, Ultimate Valkyrie. Here's another example. Hmm. Janet, you have... I can just keep going. <laughs> Janet, do you have an anime that you can think of that you'd like to talk about, maybe, possibly? Outside of the wolf children, no. I don't know. Talk about wolf children. Talk about it. I, I watched it. I really liked it. It's a it's a it's a heartfelt movie of like coming of age. I loved it, but I was also slightly angry because the ending is very Japanese to me. How so? Go on. Go on. 
there's this thing, and you kind of notice it in Miyazaki or whatever, that the ending is very Japanese if it just kind of, it's kind of happy, but it's also really not happy. Sort of bittersweet? Yeah, bittersweet. Because, I mean, Spirited Away, you I wouldn't call it a happy ending, but it's not sad. It's just kind of over. Oh, like a kind of life goes on type of sense. Yes. Yeah. What, what ending? Uh, the melancholy of Huri Suzumiya ended like that, where it just kind of, and then life went on. And I was like, oh, okay, there was... That's what that is. It's like, I don't see it a lot in Western. I guess it's either everything has to be happy. And then that movie, like, um, Wolf Children is made by the same guy who did The Girl Who Leaps Through Time. And uh, I think he they, came up with another one. Um, the Boy and the Beast. Or The Beast and the Boy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was a good movie, too. And that was also yeah. kind of that had like a bittersweet ending. It's not as not as emotional as Wolf Children, but it was still kind of like oh, it's coming of age. And well, that's what I find with like that. Their films is like they span the their their coming of age spans from like when they're like seven to when they're like 19. Oh, like, like with Wolf Children, it's like the entire life of them. From before they were born, like where the mother meets the the uh, father, and then to how uh, to about when the kids are about eighteen and like leaving the house. Um, yeah, it's when I think it's actually when enter middle school because that's school. actually because that's middle school is the last um, compulsory education over in Japan. Hmm. And it's actually, the film's really pretty because they live in the middle of nowhere. So she ends up having to go to boarding middle school, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's too far to put. It's really pretty film. You're going to have to, like, use a whole box of tissues on it if you're like me and you cry. Yeah. It'll get you feeling stuff. Those, those feelings we hide deep down inside us and never express are going to be expressed when you watch Wolf Children because, oh, it touches you. You got to point right to a doll. Right in the Kokoro. So, Get you right no, in the Kokoro. Yeah. But uh, also go watch Beast and the Boy. That was a good movie. It was a uh, more, it felt more inspirational, the Beast and the Boy, than it was touching. No, it's still touching, but like it was more inspirational kind of touching. We're like, yeah, yeah. I, I it was very that. much an affirming film compared to yeah. the other ones. So, but still, still, still heart, still like makes you feel, gets you, it makes you invested. So, man, those are some good movies, good stuff right there. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep it at that. I, I I think we learned some stuff. We want to go go out and watch No Game No Life. That's a great one. Go out and watch uh, some movies by some guy. I do not know Kubo. the name. Kubo. <laughs> go watch Kubo. Go watch Beast and the Boy. Go watch Wolf's Children. There. So people listening at home, you got like four things to go watch now. 
so Spice and Wolf, go watch that. That's an anime series. I like that. It's all about trading. It's like a I never actually talked about it. It's about a a wolf god who lives in grain who no longer is welcome in the village she lives in and so she kind of like meets a traveling merchant this takes place in medieval times he's a traveling merchant and so she sort of just kind of hitches a ride with him and it's just that kind of story and it's not so much science uh fantasy like she doesn't really go into god form too often um very little and it's more about like trade and commerce in the middle ages and like kind of that stuff and what that was like um about buying and selling and how to not get cheated and then there just also happens to be a girl alongside who is also a god uh, and a wolf so yeah that's also really good i like that that was good i mean oro is the only thing hotter than cat girls Mm, ah, mm, ah, mm. is it happy or sad because all my experience with dogs and humans (laughs) together are sad it is happy sad. It's bittersweet. It's it's an emotional a, roller coaster. It's it's yeah. So you're happy and you're sad and then life goes on, kinda like all the other stuff we just talked about. So yeah, it's in the same vein as the other movies we just talked about where it's like there's happy parts, there's sad parts, and then life goes on and you're like, Okay, okay. So we'll leave it at that. That's my anime corner. We learned some stuff. Go out, watch those, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm running out of questions. I think, I think for season three, the anime corner might change. So keep that in mind. Season finale is coming up soon. Uh, when is our season finale, Rob? Next episode. Our season finale is next episode. Yes, and we've got Ooh. some big surprises planned. So make sure you tune in. Ooh, fancy fancy so that means the next episode uh, with the anime corner is gonna be the last time it's like this it might change we'll see we'll play around with some things um that means it's going on to the next section which is going to be get completely deleted whatsoever cole's not going to be able to talk whatsoever uh so here's the last second the penultimate episode of gaming theme what no we'll go Go, Cole, go. Transform right now. No, I refuse. The dog demands it. Stop. Look what you did, Cole. Look what you did. Why the hell hell is mine going? Stop. I still have more fucking talk talk than you do. What? What, Cole? What was that? I said I have a lot more talk to talk about than you do. Yeah. This is probably accurate. It is. But these choices don't make sense. We we basically wrote everything down. We crumpled them up, threw them in a hat, got a chimpanzee, he pulled them out, he decided what gets tossed and what doesn't, and you didn't make the cut. I'm sorry, Cole. Nah, I refuse. I don't refuse. believe in monkey I don't believe in monkey trial by monkey. Well then, Chimpanzee, Cole. Whatever. It's still a monkey. You know what monkeys have? What else has monkeys? Kubo. Ooh. <laughs> well, Cole, if this is the case, then we must do trial by fire, uh, trial by sword, 
and you have to fight the monkey. The monkey knows how to use a sword, by the way. No, he doesn't. The one in Kubo does. And the one in Kubo might, might but this monkey doesn't. He just knows how, how to do pull you know, shit out Cole? of the hat. How do you know, Cole? How do you know? Because it's a fucking monkey, that's why. Oh, Cole. No f- oh, it's just so much anger there. So much anger in you, I sense. Anger sends the fear. Fear sends to the dark side, Cole. Yeah, that's more, it's more fun. We oh, have cookies. Okay. Thank you very much. No, the cookies are a lie, Cole. They're a lie. No, not to you, it is. Cole, not to me, they're angry. not. Settle down, Cole. Calm down. You're so angry. You're so angry, Cole. Chill. Relax. Breathe in. Breathe out. Think about your, your happy place, your pink, fuzzy place. Pet the monkey. Pet that Really? Monkey. But you also have to fight the monkey because the monkey has to... I'll shoot the monkey. With what, Cole? With what? I have another airsoft rifle in this, in this Cole. house. Cole, guess what, Cole? You what? should be transforming into a table right now because it's your section. Go, go, go. Oh, Poof, that's right. On the table. That's right. That's right. Henry Selleck. He also went and directed that horrible movie, Monkey Bone. Oh, my God. Monkey Bone was a great movie. <laughs> We're editing all this crap out, by the way. Oh, no, it's all staying in. Oh, Cole, you're so grumpy. Why are you going to be so grumpy? Always so grumpy, Cole. Hmm. Do you want a hug? No, I'm good. Yeah, no, see. this is just part of Cole's character. It is. It's like how I pretend to be a pervert on this podcast, and Tyler goes and pretends to be better than all of us. Ooh. He doesn't. Do, he doesn't do just do it on the podcast. He's been doing it my, the Ooh. entire time I've known him. And Rob's not just a pervert on the podcast either. I've known him for longer than y'all have. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. And did he try try to steal your panties? Because that's no. A- there was no trying. I simply accomplished it. Ooh! Excuse go, me. Go. The first time I met you, you were cross dressing. Just like a pervert would. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on a second here. The first time I met you, no, no. Also, Tyler, yes. you're screen sharing right now. I know. I'm trying. I'm doing lots of stuff. So I can type in so many things. You're in the schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, but that that wasn't the first time we met. Wasn't it? No, the first time we met was over at the um, the Barnes & Noble in Silverdale. I so I'm a table now. What kind of table? Remember, you reached out to me via email because you went and read the article that Mallory went through. I'm a magical, invisible table. Are you a modern table? Are you a dining table? Well, I don't hold know on, because on, I'm invisible, so I don't know what a table I am. We got a thing going on here. You got what? a thing going on here? Yeah, we got a thing going on here. What's on. the thing? You don't remember that? You and Amanda, the other one that was really quiet. Oh, Emily? <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. What do you mean? What about me and my friends? That was what the first you time we met. You only saw me in the schoolgirl outfit a couple of months later at KomoriCon. I never went to KomoriCon. Then when the hell did you see me in the... Oh, right. I lost a bet twice you there. Mean... <laughs> twice. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't take bets. 
He doesn't know any better. I don't do that so much anymore. It's how he met his girlfriend. Shut up. Okay. I don't know. You you look nice. It obviously didn't change my opinion on you. Clearly. It only improved it. Yeah. It was only good things. That's what she says now. Well, of course, you're going to make me my Kubo prop. Yes, yes, that's right. Remember that. Remember that. I'm a nice Ooh. person. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Tyler, Tyler. What? Challenge potential. This could be it. A Kubo prop? Yes. The uh, two-string guitar? Yes. Three. Tyler, why are you looking at tables? Because what kind of table are you going to be cool? I'm an invisible table. Oh, that doesn't yeah, count. You got to pick a real a blind table. man. So if a blind man shows up and he needs to feel the table, what would he feel? A rock. A rock. A rock. Yeah, he'll. So, he'll. The, 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 okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, oh. So here's some rock table. Go back. Go back. Click back. Now scroll down. And you see that black one there, just underneath your, right there? Oh, that's a wood table. That's a concrete wood table. There we go. That one. On that table. All right, all right, all right. So now that we've uh, now that we've gone through that whole um, thing that was going on there, Cole, why don't you uh, restart this shtick and let's uh, let's get back on track here? Please and thank you. Okay. All right, and I'm a table now. Awesome. I'm now a concrete table with wooden legs. This is actually very aesthetically pleasing. And I don't see any um, human legs or teeth or um, random organs underneath the table. So good job. Yeah, it's because you didn't fall. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so this week on the gaming table, we are talking about gaming tropes and cliches that annoy you. Mm-hmm. Are we not reading an introduction? Oh, yeah, right. I have to actually read that. Yes. All right. Hold on. Rewind. Hey, do you like video games, board games, role-playing games, just literally any kind of game you can think of? Well, welcome to the gaming table, where we're going to talk about all of those things and more. Ranging from topics such as new releases, current events, social trends, and old favorites. So if any of that interests you, then... Well, let's see what you bring to the table. Alright, I am now a concrete and concrete table with wood legs. So in this week on the Dayton Game Table, we are talking about gaming tropes and cliches that annoy you. So, Robert... Yes. There's just so goddamn many. It's just so goddamn many. There's a Name lot the first of one that MMOs. comes to mind. There's a uh, lot first of first one MMOs. that comes to a lot of MMO ones. Hmm? A lot of MMO ones. I, you know, the MMO ones aren't the ones that drive me nuts so much because part of that is just formula and you know traditional uh, game design. I understand that those have become tropes, but I. 
I, I don't go and see the MMO thing as being necessarily as bad as some of the other things that are done. Um, the biggest one that I can go and think of is one of the most annoying things in gaming that no one ever seems to complain about until they start playing one of these games. Unnecessary uh, escort missions. It just seems like even a great game can get bogged down by going and having to go and escort a character that has no reason to go and be in a scenario or doesn't go and perform organically to the rest of the world. Or they're just broken and don't fucking follow you. Yeah, exactly. Like, And I will go and say, this is kind of a mixed bag one, because sometimes it worked really well, and sometimes it doesn't. But, like, Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games of all time. And Ashley, as uh, an escort character, wasn't entirely useless like some other games, but there were still some portions of it that just felt agonizing with puzzles that you'd have to go and do and work through, you know, with your separate character you're trying to go and escort and you got to keep them alive or from getting kidnapped in the process and it just becomes really annoying to really go and bog down a game that has really good pacing just to go and have one level or so where it's just like oh i've got to go and keep this person alive oh hey she can only take like two hits and then that's the end of it and she moves so slow yes exactly and uh, like I said, this is not necessarily a gripe about uh, Resident Evil 4 specifically, because some levels really were great, even with the escort stuff in there. But there have been plenty of other games, especially that came out after Resident Evil 4, that tried to go and recreate that and just didn't work. At least games like, say, The Last of Us, where there are, you know, sort of escort missions that go along with that you don't feel like your companion just got dropped into this world and has no idea what they're going and doing. A character like Ellie was able to go and do it very well, but there's so many games that just, it doesn't work. Mm. Or sometimes it's not even about characters you need to go and move around. It's, oh, you need to go and protect this object from invading hordes on all these sides for X amount of time until it can properly charge or until extraction gets here. Like, why is this thing here if it can't defend itself, for God's sakes? Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Case in point, uh, Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U or uh, Hyrule Warriors Legends on the 3DS. Great game, lots of fun. Totally took that Dynasty Warriors uh, gameplay and went and applied it to... Uh, serviceable storyline and you know managed to go and mix in some great characters from across the zelda universe but occasionally you'd have to go and escort something like a bomb chew and it just it takes away from the fast-paced nature of the game because it's like oh i gotta go and wait for this thing to catch up to me oh there's enemies all over the place and Uh, you're like okay i'm gonna run a little bit this way okay they're going really slow i'll just sit here and wait and then back where they are all of a sudden enemies spawn Yeah, exactly. Running, running, running. Yeah, it's like, I expect something like that to go and find its way to me, and then, you know, maybe I gotta go and defend it for a little bit on there, but, you know, maybe you can have some strong allies to go and help it out, or, you know, make things feel organic, not just, okay, I just went and dispatched these 50 enemies. This is gonna be, and it's halfway across the map behind me. God damn it. Gotta walk back. Eat up the rest of the stuff that went and showed up. 
walk ahead a couple of feet, beat up those enemies, look back, see it's still behind me, wait, go and walk ahead, go and beat some more enemies, look behind me, wait for it to go and catch up. It's just... Stuff like that annoys the hell out of me. And it seems like every game anymore seems to have something like that, where it just goes and draws away from the good pacing that's otherwise been set up inside of the game. Even like uh, Bioshock, uh, oh, I shouldn't say any of the Bioshock games have had uh, an element like that at some level. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite was an entire uh, escort mission. That's all it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, it really was. Although that one was one of the more fun examples of that. Although there were still a couple of levels that just felt a little, little awkward. But I know that game was also seriously rushed and they had to cut a lot of material out of that one, so... I don't know. Yeah. It was a good escort mission. Like it's nothing but an escort mission, but they, the character didn't die. It was more like the companion the entire time, opposed to yeah. an escort. Yeah. So. Well, at least she would actually help you out by going and throwing you guns or ammo or you know, yeah, potions of various sorts. Yeah. See, that's doing it right. That's doing it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say it has to be a bad trope. It's just most of the time it is a bad trope. Hmm. Tyler, which ones pit like to piss you off? Piss me off? Or you just don't like? Uh, you see them in every game that you like, and you're like, why? Ones that annoy me. Hmm. What am I thinking about? What am I? What, what do I have in my head? Ooh, ooh, ooh! I, I I've got one that I'm sure you'll agree with. Ooh, Wait till well, let's see if what's in what Tyler comes up with one first. Tell me, tell me, tell me. What about tell unnecessary me. tutorial levels going and starring Roxas? Ah, really? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. No, apparently not. First, first, first three hours of Kingdom Hearts two, unnecessary. You know, that's a that's a J, JRPG. Uh, uh, you got to know what you're getting into when you get into that. Uh, you think you think that's much. God, Nino Cooney, I was still in the tutorial level like twenty hours in. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. Every yeah, every thirty minutes is a new tutorial tutorial mission. It's it's the thing with that game with Nino Cooney. It was like they gave you an entire book that you could read ahead of time, and then so I was like, oh, I already knew all this stuff because I read the book. Uh, but then they're still tutoring. I'm like, okay, when is this going to come up? Oh, twenty hours in. Now I learned this new function that I've known about for when I started this game. It's just like, yeah, it's it's JRPGs. They they have a long tutorial for all their stuff. It just it kind of keeps going, and they keep just showing you game mechanics because they are long, long games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something. I could say that. Uh, but I don't know. You get your, uh, uh, you get your, um, yeah, your grinding missions are always kind of bad. Or it's like you're in your MMOs where you go like, oh, get me a hundred of these. Oh, get me a fifty of these. Oh, kill uh, so many of these monsters. And you're like, okay, well, it's just kind of grinding. It's what it is. You go there, you get a mission. You go off somewhere, you kill something of a certain type. You go back and you get the mission and that's kind of it and like that's what most uh mmorpg missions are which are all just grinding where it's just like 
you go. So just fetch quests in general. I guess they're kind of tropes. They are tropes that they I are tropes. Recognize, um, but like that's. Uh, I guess they keep you. Know, they gotta give you something to do in an MMO, or else like what the hell is the? Because there there isn't really a there isn't much of a storyline because it's hard to make a storyline that you can really um, be invested in because. Like, sure, yeah, you're doing the storylines. Like, you're the one hero to save everyone. Oh, except there's actually, like, 50 other people in this room that are also the one hero that can only save everyone. And it's like, well, you kind of get... It kind of pulls you out of, like, the immersion in that sense. That there's, like, 50 people in a room, and you're the one talking to them going, oh, I need to uh, be... I'm the chosen one to save the world. Uh, And he's surrounded by six people that are trying to get the exact same quest. Yeah, six people that are also the chosen one to save the world or need to get this thing. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it just pulls you out of it a little bit. Um, it's when you start doing like dungeons and questing with a group of people and doing raids that it that works out really well. That so you need a bunch of people to go and go do something opposed to just single quests. But I don't know, that's, that's a whole, that's all MMOs together. Um I don't really have too many tropes that annoy me or anything. I just accept them for what they are because they're just they're part of the game. I guess escort missions are kind of annoying. Um, I'm not too much of a fan of uh, like time trials or time based things. Um, like if I have one, there's that's like, the guy who used to love who used to love racing games. See, that's that's a faux pas right there, where you assume racing is all about time racing like you're trying to beat the clock the entire time no it's not when i play racing games i like to play against other people and race against other cars not just a clock a clock just feels so you're just kind of doing time trials um so i'm not really a much of a fan of like those kind of speed running trying to get as fast as you can and it's just it's always assumed that yeah if you like racing games and you love those things but it's like no it's not it's not part of a racing game. So I guess they got a point there. Jenna? Um The last like real video game I played was probably a Korean MMO called Ragnarok. Oh yes. now now I understand why why this is what this this is what you wrote down. <laughs> yes. Well, it fits basically everything, but in, like, every video game you see, like, generally the female costumes are, like, a corset or less than that or, like, a steel bikini. And as a cosplayer, like, I don't... Normal people must not understand how much glue and, like, spandex goes into things and that if you're out in the woods somewhere trying to fight monsters, you're not going to want to wear a corset and a bikini and a mini skirt or something. Ah, but Speak for yourself. I love the air on every part of my body. Yes, I love getting hurt everywhere. I know that like, it's aesthetically pleasing and guys like it and maybe girls or whoever, everybody likes it. But It also, like, 
realistically, if I'm wearing that and I'm fighting stuff, I'm going to die. Because all you have to do is stick something in your stomach or up the skirt and you're dead. Mm. Magic protection. Exactly. Uh, let's see. And I guess it's my turn now, huh? And you know what he loves? He loves those bikinis because boobies and ass. In any case, no. Um, One of the most common things that I kind of don't like are quick time events. Um, Especially ones where, like, it's... Okay, who here has played Shadow of Mordor? I don't think so. Okay, like Tyler, I know you, and I don't believe I've actually gotten to the end. Have you finished it, Tyler? I haven't even played it. Pretty sure. Oh, I thought you did, Jenna. Never even heard of it. Eh. All right. Well, I'm gonna spoil the ending for you in a in a way. So, like a lot of like this game itself is open world game. You fight orcs, you collect weapons, you make your skills better and better. And the final boss is a quick time event. Really? Yeah. Uh, like the game itself is an amazing game for very obvious reasons, but for some reason they decided that a quick time event was the best way to end this game. Or end the first part of the game before the DLC. And it's I'm not the only one that's annoyed by it. And I've seen other games where like a boss is a min- is literally a quick time event. Some uh, other ways of getting through other spots are literally quick time events. I'm like, why? Like I can understand like a, some like or for example, God of War. I'll use that as another example. And I know because I know Tyler can relate to this one. I like God of War. Oh, well, I know you liked God of War, but. The fact is that every single thing that you do that is like a huge combat thing is literally a, is literally um, a quick time event. You can't deny that that gets annoying after a while. I think part of the problem is that ever since quick time events really got popular, I, I find it kind of funny that this is coming up again here, but Resident Evil 4 really popularized that quick time event system with the way that it would go and throw it in just to go and intensify the action. You know, you think you got a chance to breathe and then suddenly you go and see the triangle button go and pop up and you're like, ah, gotta hit that, gotta hit that, gotta hit that. Oh, oh my God. That was Although, because it added something to the experience, but then it seemed like it was getting added into a whole bunch of games like, oh, this this was a popular thing. We need to find some way of going and throwing it in there. And it just... as gotten very as, old. Yeah, as good as it can be to go and add some intensity to it or to go and add an extra layer uh, to combat dynamics like what they did in Kingdom Hearts 2... It really can limit itself and can actually become a detriment to the greatness of the game that's trying to go and make. That's that's one. You may have actually hit one of the biggest ones right there. It's a misunderstanding of how to use a mechanic. Yep. I feel like that always happens is where like something works sometime and then everyone wants to use it all the time. 
and then it becomes gimmicky. Mm-hmm. There was o- there's only one game where I didn't really mind quick time events because they also made fun of it, and that was the Stick of Truth. And I know Tyler has played this game, and he knows exactly which, which scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had other quick time stuff, because like, they had, um, well, I guess I wouldn't call that quick time. It was, like, accurately timed. Because, like, in the turn-based, uh, they've that's always been a thing where, like, if you time a button push correctly, then you get bonus. Um, which I wouldn't, that's not quick time. That's no. more like, is there another name for that? Because, like, technically, like, in Gears of War, active reload would also benefit on that kind of subject. Yep. Like yeah, the the only name I've ever heard associated with it came from Final Fantasy VIII, where they went and called it. Uh, I think that was a uh, uh, active timing command, is what they called it, uh, ATC. But I'm not sure that that's the official title of a mechanic like that. But I mean, that's something that's been around for 20 years now, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been always really popular in turn-based battle. What was it called? It was uh, accurate. Uh, active time combat, I think, is on what it stood for. It, it was abbreviated ATC, is how it was listed out in there. Active time battle. Yeah, yeah, something ATB. like that. Yeah, ATB. ATB. It yeah, was ATB. It. Yep, there we go. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a new idea, but, you know, it's. Uh, I guess that is kind of interesting going and thinking about, uh, you know, that. Man, I'm having a hard time talking at this point. I'm burned. I'm burned. I've I've run out of words. But yeah, I I run out of words. You run out of words. But no, I understand. But I don't know. I've never really liked quick time events. They've um, and like unless it was something like it was like an ATB or something that was like actually like did something. That it wasn't, it was like, all you have to, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to press A, T, or triangle, X, O, A, B, C, D, whatever, and try, and hit, trying to hit these in the correct order so that you can, so we progress through, the, through this without doing anything meaningful. To me, I personally found it kind of, it find it stupid, and, and especially games whose entire combat system relies on it. I just find it really annoying. Sounds more like a rhythm game than a game game. Somebody like, amigo. Mm. But anyway, from Even there rhythm though, games you have to be accurate. Where quick time, you just have to do it quick enough. Yeah, because with rhythm, it's not rhythm gaming at that point. It, it's because it's, you don't have to hit it in, into a beat. You literally just push it as, fa- as fast as you can. Yeah, so. it's just reaction. And that brings us to the end of another podcast. And thank you once again, Jenna, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Would you like to come back again? Um, yes. Okay, we have another one for the blood contract. Woo! Uh, uh, what? Yep. Blood. Yep. Yep. Blood. All of it. Yep, and now. you've just and, and and with that we already we already had a sample of it. We wrote your name down. You just needed to conf- you just needed to say yes. So you're 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 stuck with us, boy. So 
anyways, though, thank you once again for joining us, and I hope that you'll come back and join us at some point. So, do I have a choice? <laughs> nope. Not nope. Anymore. You said that you, not anymore. But I'll accept in, this. Probably a smart thing to do. Now y'all have to go with me to see Kubo. <laughs> I would. I want to go see Kubo. Looks really good. And you've endorsed it quite well that I will go see it. And thank you so much for... And of course, for everybody who's listening, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to check out our iTunes and help us out by giving us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. And of course, make sure to check us out on SoundCloud. We also are on YouTube for all our multimedia projects, and hopefully we'll be having even more coming in the future. And don't forget our Twitter, at Sakura Rangers, and of course our email, SakuraRangersPodcast at gmail.com. We have lots of new and fun ideas and can't wait for you to experience every single one of them. So we'll hope that you'll join us all for that. And of course, we are doomed updating every Monday. And remember to check us out next week for the end of season two. Take care, everyone. Cue the zombie band. We're out.